Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of Jordan Drew, the sports crew, the UWM basketball season report. And this is kind of like a midseason report here. We're sitting at eight or nine out of the 23 games played, basically kind of a midseason, not really yet, but we want to fit it in right now because conference play is starting so we can highlight the main non-con games that already occurred. And there's some more non-con games coming up for the Panthers. So we'll get right into it. But we have a special guest on today. We have Elise Fisher, an aspiring educator, a future educator. And she's at the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point right now, and she's going to help us out today. So, Elise, how are you doing today? I am great, Drew. How are you? I'm doing great, and this is exciting. We get to talk college basketball, some Horizon League basketball. And with that, let's get right into it here. We're going to start in the preseason here, looking at the preseason poll for the UW-Milwaukee Panthers. They were sitting at fourth. They were projected fourth in the conference. They actually got two first-place votes sitting at 396 points in the poll. And looking at it, Cleveland State was the favorite to repeat with 502 points. Wright State, 463. Northern Kentucky, 406. And yeah, Milwaukee sitting there at 396 fourth. But Oakland at six was is a big surprise, 340, because they've been hot so far, at least. And we'll, we'll talk about that later in the episode when we talk about the current, how the Rising League's faring right now. But we, we have to start now like looking at the Panthers right now, like coming into the year. Uh, they were, you know, 47-70 was Patrick Pat Baldwin, the coach, his record through his five years. And they were coming off a 10-12 and 12 record, 7-10 and 10 in the Horizon League. And they ended up losing in the semifinals of the Horizon League tournament to Cleveland State. 71-65, it was a close game. I remember seeing that score. But, of course, all eyes are on this team, Patrick Baldwin Jr. And at least that's even a name you know for, for college basketball. So that's how you know he's big, right? Yes, that is a name I know. I, that's how you know it's a big deal. Exactly. and. Then just looking through the schedule here, um, looking they, they kicked off the exhibition at MSOE and it was a six point win only. Um, could should have been more. And then we saw at North Dakota they got first one of the years actually on Bally Sports. So I mean that was a game you could have even watched at Stevens Point for that fifteen point win. Then for the Panthers and then of course that homecoming game, I was at that one at least seventy seven seventy one L. For the Panthers, not looking good. That was a game they should have won. A little concerning. And then they went to 24 Florida. They went to Florida to play that team. They lost by 34, 81 45. Actually, it was 36. My bad. I can't do math. Oh. Um, and then they went, they had the Rocket Mortgage Fort Myers tip off. They had a tournament here and they went, they went 0 2 in that tournament. Not good. Uh, they played some teams they should have beat. Bowling Green lost by 14, 82 68. And then they lost. They got blown out a little bit by Yale. They lost by 13 there, 69-56. And then they lose at home November 28th. Alcorn State, they lose to a bye game is what it's called. They they wanted that team to come play them. And they lost 61-57 to that game at the Panther Arena. Not good. That was where we knew this Panther team, they're struggling right now. I mean, Pat Baldwin, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is out for three games. So not, not good whatsoever. But then Youngstown State. A game I actually had a great experience at, which we'll get into later in the show too. 70 to 68, we lost. It was tough. And I know you have some questions, but we'll get into those later about that game. And Robert Morris, then the game Saturday on ESPN U, 77-69 win. And it was a fun game. That's also one we'll talk about later in the episode. But we got to talk a little bit about kind of like the players right now and um, how they've been playing so far. And that's kind of where we transition here with Elise. And Elise, you want to explain kind of what we're going to be doing here? I would love to, Drew. So um, like Drew said before, I'm an aspiring educator. So um, just kind of go with that theme. We're going to have Drew grading some players. 
um, just on like that ABC, you know, letter scale that school is known for. Uh, so it'll be an exciting time. Okay. Well, with that, let's get into it. All right. Right off the bat, let's start with someone that you've actually had on the podcast before. Patrick Baldwin Jr. What are you going to rate him today? So, you know, it's tough because he's, of course, like the star of this team. And when he's played, he, he's been hot. We saw 26 points against Robert Morris, six for six from three. But it's tough. He's been out. He missed three. He's missed three games in a row, three of the last five, I believe he missed. Uh, with some tendonitis is what I believe was what we were talking. But yeah, when he's back, Robert Morris, it just shows how deadly this team is when he's on the court. And it makes sense. Like he's he's the reason they were picked fourth this year to finish in the Horizon League. And with that, I mean, when he's been on the court, he's been he's been phenomenal. So I'll I'll go. I mean, he had some tough games at the start, but I'll go A minus. I'll say um, just got to work, you know, work on the turnovers, kind of limit those. But once that's done, I mean, he's got like a flawless game right now. So I'll go A minus. All right, that is that is a solid start. All right, let's continue. Uh, let's do DeAndre Golston next. That's another guy here, Elise, you mentioned now. 16.3 a game right now, 86% from the line. And he's been he's been a great player. He's second on the team, or actually third on the team, in field goal percentage with the with the shot requirement, of course. Um, and he's been he's been that solid option. You know, when when PBJ's been out, he's been the go-to guy. He really has been offensively, but it's just a bummer. Um, he was actually out Saturday against Robert Morris. So we get PBJ back, but then we lose, we lose him. And uh, he's only a junior too. He led the Panthers in scoring last year, 16.8 a game, three pointers with 46 and also minutes. And he's been, he's been big for them after he transferred from junior college, his sophomore year and or freshman year. And great, great player when he's been out there, he's been kind of that consistent guy, you know, with PBJ being out, like I said, so I'm going to give him for his standards. I think he's playing at an A right now. I'll be honest. I think, I think this is, he's been the real deal. I'm a fan of him. A. All right. Another high rating. Panthers are on a roll. Uh, well, moving right along. Let's get on to Donovan Newby. This is a guy I like, Elise. And um, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, this Panther team has been struggling, but like these guys have been great. Like, I mean, these, these guys have been awesome offensively. Newby's a guy I like freshman. And um, 22 games, like last year too, um, 90.2% from the line because he redshirted. So I believe that's what, what's happened here. And but so far this year, he's averaging 10.4 a game, and he's been great. Um, he's all, that young guy I'm really looking forward to in my years here at Milwaukee. Hopefully he can stick around. Hopefully he doesn't transfer. 44% from three this year. That's That leads the team right there. And 88% from the line. He's, he's a shooter, and he's a great player. And he has some great years ahead of him to play. I'll give him, I mean, for his his standards, he's playing, I'd say, a B-plus right now. I'll go I'll go there. All right. The high ratings continue. Very impressive. Uh, let's go to number 24, Josh Thomas. Yeah, Josh Thomas is a guy. He had his big game against Eastern Kentucky on homecoming, and that's kind of where he, he went off. He went, I believe, like 10 for 12 and with 24 points. That was kind of his big game, and, he was that he was another one of the guys who was projected to be off the bench at the start of the year, but we've seen him kind of emerge into the starting role a little bit. He averaged twelve point five points a game last year with a solid fifty two percent, and and yeah, he was one of the hotter players last year. He scored twenty two or more in the final four of six games, and he's been big in that sense. But I mean, this year, like we've seen him kind of with PBJ on the court. Sometimes he hasn't been. He's only averaging nine a game. We were hoping more. We could get more out of him offensively. So right now I'll, I'll go at the, at a B 
but I think like he certainly has the potential to bring that up at the end of the year to in the in the B plus A minus range. All right, yeah, still looking very good. So keeping the impressive ratings going so far. Um, let's move on to Joey St. Pierre. Here's where the impressive ratings end. And um, quite frankly, they're gonna end rightfully so. Uh, Joey St. Pierre has not been not been the player he is would have been um or how he should be playing so far this year. At least you know Brooke Lopez, of course, for the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. He's got he's got the Brooke Lopez frame here. He's at he's at like six ten, so he's a few inches shorter, but he's still got that same frame. If you put them side to side, you'll you'll think one of you he he could pass as Brooke Lopez basically. Saying at six ten, he is um, not playing well. For I mean, granted his field goal percentage shocker, it's fifty four percent. He only takes layups, so you look at that, he's shooting fifty four percent on layups. He's shooting thirty one percent from the line, so. He's not been great. Um, he's he's the biggest guy in the court, but he plays like he's the softest sometimes, and that that's a problem. Really, um, aggra- him being aggressive or not being aggressive enough is just really costing his team on some rebounds. We see them get out rebounded, and he uh, he's definitely the bulkiest, the most physical of the Panthers. Are he supposed to be? I mean, that's he's definitely the bulkiest, but he needs to be more physical in order to improve his game. But he redshirted, and um, he was at UW Parkside, is where he resided. Um last year two years ago so um he's been he he needs some work and um it, it just shows i mean the stats aren't going to show that because he just takes layups but we certainly need more out of joey st pierre if we want to be a winning team because he's a starter right now and he's getting starter minutes but he's not playing at the starter level so i i'd give him right now probably a c minus it has not been well for joey st pierre right now all right well let's hope he can uh, bring that grade up by starting to use some of his size more to his advantage uh, the rest of the season. I agree. Uh, moving right along, let's head to Jordan Lathan. Yep, Jordan Lathan. So Jordan we're talking. Yep. Yeah, he was actually one of those guys who um who was projected as a starter at the start of the year in the preseason, and he's gotten some starter minutes too. He really has. He's averaging right now sitting at twenty four point eight minutes a game on average. So solid, not really kind of starter minutes, but we're seeing him like. Six, six man starter kind of minutes. Um, he's shooting twenty percent from three. Not really going to get a lot of three pointers out of him. Sixty four percent from the line again. Not great, but five point six a game. Um, he's a solid player defensively. You'll see, but he needs to just um, d- defense has been an issue really for the Panthers. I, I wouldn't say offense is the main problem. That's why I mean you see these high ratings that I've given so far for these top guys, but certainly team defense has been an issue. Just like. Guys not being aggressive enough, you know, crashing the glass. But there's there's some guys who have been aggressive, like I mean, like Lathan, who have kind of played their role, which is kind of all you ask for. But yeah, in the preseason, this guy was um, projected to be one of the top contributors, and he really hasn't so far. Um, he's been he's been okay. So I'll, with that, I'll, I'll put it at B. I think there's certainly more we could see out of him, but he's been, he's been okay so far. All right, yeah, not bad. Again, maybe just someone that as the season goes on you know, he'll start to show some more of like what was predicted of him, get that grade up a little bit. Um, we can move right along to Tafari Sims. Uh, Tafari Sims. And this is a guy who I actually have enjoyed watching so far. I really have Elise. He's a six, seven junior and he was limited last year to only 16 games with injury, but he averaged eight and four last year. And he had a 32 point game last year against IUPUI. And he he's a great player. Like he he's one of those guys. I mean, saying at six seven, he's one of those guys who should be able to crash the glass and really get some boards. And he's 
he's done pretty good in that in that um area so far. But yeah, the three pointers, he's only three for twelve. He's only taken taking twelve, made the twenty-five percent mark. But right now, yeah, he's sitting at or see him set five a game right now for points and just rebounds only at four. So hopefully we can see more offensive output in this guy, but we'll take it right now. I guess I I'm putting him at the B minus range again. And um, I'm looking then the next guy we should probably go to that is Vin Baker too. Vin Baker jr. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll move right along to him. What, what do you have to say about him today? So Vin Baker jr. At least, do you know who his dad is? Do you know Vin Baker? Vin Baker. He played for the bucks. So, I mean, there's some, Connection right there. Learn something new every day. Vin Baker, yep. Um, Milwaukee Bucks stars, what they could they label him as. Uh, Vin Baker, but he was a great player for the Bucks. And he is he transferred in from Boston College, and um, he definitely has a lot of potential. But he he went knee surgery. He ha- underwent that, so that's kind of been a question for him. But I like watching Vin Baker Jr. play. He He's one of those guys, he'll go for any rebound and he he's fearless. And he's a he's a skinnier guy, but that doesn't matter. He is certainly fearless. They're trying to work him more into the game. He's only averaging 13 minutes a game, but that's kind of coming off that injury. They're really trying to work him slower and slowly into the game. But when he plays, he certainly makes some impact plays. I, I enjoy watching Vin Baker Jr. play, certainly. And his role will only increase. Can't really fault him a lot with the injury. So it's kind of tough to word. I can put him here, but I'll go, I'll go that solid B range again. As you see, I'm pretty um, proud of how a lot of the Panthers have played. Um, I certainly want more out of Joey St. Pierre, as you could tell, based on my little rant. I mean, there's some some people who actually go as I'm never like this, but there's some fans who will actually, when he comes in, they'll they'll be telling him to go back out. And it, it gets pretty, pretty hectic at the Panther arena. So it's an interesting one so far this year, but hopefully these guys can improve and we can start seeing that record reflect how these guys, the record should be so far. Yeah, that definitely uh, will be something to look for um, as the season goes on. Um, shall we move on to Marquise Browning the second right away here? I think, um, I, I mean, kind of cap off the grades from there. It's hard to grade every player. Yeah. I mean, with limited minutes, like these guys, some of these guys are averaging under 10. So we'll kind of cap the, we'll end the grading with that, with those guys, because those are kind of those main rotation guys. Like all those guys you will see in a close game, let's say. That's kind of how I, I wanted to do it. And we got it. We got it. So we labeled all those guys. And now heading back into the episode, I think we should, we'll talk some Horizon League standings right now. And then we'll talk about, we'll talk about um, some of my experiences, if that's okay. So yeah, in the mm-hmm. Panther arena, talk about the atmosphere a little bit. But now looking at the Horizon League, we're two games in the conference, like I said, where Oakland is atop the one who was projected sixth preseason two and all right now they've had seven and two overall they've had some big games they beat oklahoma state a power five team which is big for this rising league and cleveland state then sitting i mean they're also two and oh and they're the favorite to win the horizon league youngstown state two and oh detroit mercy two and oh purdue fort wayne one and one milwaukee then one and one Wright state one and one green bay one and one northern kentucky oh and two uic oh and two robert morris oh and two and iupui rounds it out at oh and two as well but yeah, these Panthers right now sitting at three and it says three and five record. I believe it's two and six. That is inaccurate. Um, let me just check, double check. Um, yeah, we are two and six. I don't know why this website says three and five. I figured that was wrong, but yeah, Milwaukee sitting at two and six in in the I mean one on one horizon league play, two and six overall. But yeah, this team certainly should be playing better than that record shows, and they have the schedule that they can 
They can prove that in at the end of the episode, but let's talk about the atmosphere and some of the games that are prior that have occurred in the Panther arena. And Elise, I'll let you take over with that interview now. So let's go. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah. So let's go back um, to the most recent Panther game you were able to attend as a fan, but not in the student section this time. Oh, How would yeah. you tell everyone where your seats were? Yeah. So what happened was it was a Monday or is a, yeah, it was, it was, or no, it was a Wednesday in class here. Oh my goodness. Uh, after class, uh, Dr. Freimark, shout out to him, the business admin, a hundred professor intro to business course here at UW Milwaukee comes up to me after class, asks me kind of, uh, we were talking basketball, asked me what I was doing. I said, I might go to the game, tell him about Patrick Baldwin Jr. Tell him about it. We got him on the show here. And he liked what he heard. And he was like, well, Drew, I got season tickets here and I got a courtside ticket and I'd be more than willing to give it to you so you can go to the game that th- Thursday night. And I was like, oh, of course, I'd make that work. And luckily we were able to make that work. And um, I was able to attend that game courtside. Of course, I run a thank you card. Really appreciate it. Shout out again to Dr. Frymark. Awesome stuff. And yeah, courtside, at least it was it was something else. Um, is there a question? Do you want to ask about that then too more? Yeah. So how was that experience just kind of in comparison to being in the student section and being more familiar with that atmosphere was like, how was it just right up in there, right close to the action? It was certainly something else. I, it was one of the greater, like, I mean, one of the greatest opportunities or experiences I've been able to have at a college basketball game because I'm sitting like on the court. I mean, not in the student section behind the basket. I can see both baskets from that side view, which is nice. Always, always don't like the, the student section because I'm behind the, baskets which ends up being okay but it was it was great um for the game i had all the referees coming up just me giving knuckles and stuff talking for the game it was really cool players too talking to them just being right there i mean it was a lot of fun uh and then overall the game they treat they treat you well at the panther arena the old mecca they treat me well um they got us free you get free chips and stuff with your with my i had a wristband they gave me some gourmet chip bags um and they, they were great stuff um can't go wrong with that and then also just overall the game, it, it was it was a great game. Like we said, they lost 70 to 68, but come on, a back and forth game courtside. You can hear the players talking on defense. You can hear some words I can't say on the podcast here. And it, it's just great experience. And I, I really enjoyed it at least. Yeah, it does sound like a really great time, really good opportunity. And yeah, again, got to love those professors that support you and what you're passionate about and get you those opportunities. Always something good. Exactly. And then, yeah, I mean, there's a, then we had the December 4th game, too, with Robert Morris. That was a fun one, too. Yeah, let's talk more about that game. So what was the atmosphere like at that one? Oh, it was something else, at least. They they treated us well. It was on ESPNU. First 100 fans got a UWM bathrobe. I was the first or second fan. Shout out Isaac Ferguson, who beat me. He got he beat me there. I mean, we, we all went together, but he technically got in first. Um, they gave us a Panther bathrobe. They gave us free breakfast, Collectivo cold brew. McDonald's sandwiches and like they gave us like the apple pies. They also gave us insomnia cookies. They treated us very well for the game. It was in the front row. Um, got I made the jumbotron, of course, made TV because it was on ESPN. knew that was always cool. Had the parents sending in pictures and just overall, I mean, being able to lead the student section as a freshman, that, that was something else. That was a lot of fun. Certainly something I would not have expected. I'm just really grateful to have had that opportunity, able to bring back some of the classic Valders chance. You guys know them if you do. Um, can't, I won't say them on the podcast here, but they're classics. And uh, uh, yeah, the one guy, Clay Taylor, comes to mind. He's the one who's doing them right now at Valders. I, I had to carry it on in college, of course. And it was 
lot of fun. And yeah, we got that. We got the dub eight point game and it was, the atmosphere was great. I mean, certainly with the capacity of the Panther arena, with it being an old NBA arena, it's certainly not there. I mean, we're, we're sending at like 2000, 3000 people at the games, which is still respectable, but certainly that just tickets sold. So not everyone's showing up, but that and the homecoming game so far have been the greatest atmosphere wise, I'd say. Yeah. And in addition to making it on that jumbotron and on the, on the TV, uh, Rumor has it you made some appearances on the UWM basketball Instagram. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Patrick Baldwin Jr., yep, after the game, came over to us um, in the section, and he points at me. He recognizes me, and they actually got a picture of, like, me by him on the Instagram, like him coming up by the section. So that's that's on the Milwaukee basketball Instagram. So if you want to check it out, MKE underscore B-ball is what it is. And, yeah, um, that was that was certainly great. Too, just having all the players come up to us after the game celebrating the win because this was a much needed win at least they were they were on a big losing streak when I talk, say big they were losing they lost six in a row so this was much needed and yeah it was a great game yeah that is very exciting I'm sure that the energy from the student section really just helped those players really get where they needed to be to pull that win I hope it did at least and they're gonna need the student section next Monday night they really are um Let's kind of transition here to the last the, the schedule now. It's kind of like our last main segment here on the podcast. Uh, Friday, though, they go to Boulder, Colorado. They play a power five. They, they go at Colorado, so that's going to be a big game. Um, that's going to be a tough one for the Panthers facing the Buffaloes of Colorado. And then the next Monday, we got a home game on ESPN+. Plus. They play Rhode Island at the Panther Arena, and that's a that's going to be a great game. Rhode Island being respectable. They made the tournament these last few years and being like seated, like, like eight, nine, 10, like they've been respectably seated in the tournament. So I'll be a fun, good test for the Panther team. And then December 23rd, St. Xavier, Illinois, they got a non-com game at the Panther arena again. And then we got some more conference play coming up uh, December 30th, Wright state, Northern Kentucky at Northern Kentucky. And then at green Bay, January 5th. So it's possible. Um, I mean, people, Panther fans can make that road trip to Green Bay if they want to. Close for some of them. And just looking through then, some home games to round out the year. Going all the way down, we got um, February 13th is that Green Bay game. So if we want to go to Green Bay, if you want to watch the rivalry, the in-state rivalry, that's going to be at once well, at Milwaukee. It's February 13th. It's Sunday at 1. That'll be big. Cleveland State comes to Milwaukee February 18th, and then Purdue-Fort Wayne February 20th, and then we got two more games throughout the year on the road, but then the Horizon League starts, and hopefully the Panthers can be seeded high enough. So what would happen is first round, we would get a home game, campus sites for the first round and the quarterfinals, but then semifinals and championship go to Indianapolis, Indiana. So at least if you want to make a road trip, we can go March 7th, March 8th, Monday and Tuesday, skip some class, Head down to Indianapolis and watch some Horizon League basketball. Does it get any better than that? You know, the future educator in me does, you know, say that school should come first, but it does sound like a really, really good time and definitely a lot of opportunities for Panther fans to um, get that student section with a lot of energy. Yeah, and get some free stuff. Like we mentioned, they give it a lot of good free stuff. Here in Milwaukee, do they give out any free stuff and points for games? Uh, you know, not a whole lot, I'll be honest with you, but it might have something to do with, um, you know, our records, they're not always the highest as far as athletics go. It doesn't mean it's not a good time, but they don't have um, all that backing to give out cool free stuff. Not like us in Milwaukee. Um, at least anything else you got? 
Uh, no, thanks for having me on. It was quite the experience. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, usually, I mean, you said you always sat by Robert Schimmick at the at the Brewing game. So this is, you know, I mean, we had Schimmick on. Now we got a lease on. So pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. And you want to shout yourself out? Yeah, okay, I'll shout her out for her. She doesn't want to shout it out. Um, follow her on Instagram at Elise.Fisher18 and then myself at Drew Skyberg on Instagram and Twitter. And then our Facebook, Jordan Drew the Sports Crew. YouTube, Jordan Drew the Sports Crew. And then our Instagram at Jordan Drew underscore Sports Crew. We made some great announcement we made yesterday. It's pretty cool stuff. We had that bracket thing. If you have not filled out the bracket yet, make sure to fill out a bracket. It's free entry and you win $25 gift card for first place. Second place gets a $15 gift card. Thank you, Johnny Tim, for sponsoring the $25 gift card. We did the $15 um, gift card too then. And then also we would like to make the announcement. I, I'm sure people have saw already, but we want to thank Jared Valeski and Zach Rowish for um, coming on and doing a series here on the show with myself. It'll be debuting next Friday. So it's great. The sports crew as a brand is expanding. Now we're at five members basically, and that's going to include myself, Jordan Lorenz, Devin Argel, Jared Velusky and Zach Roush. So it's pretty cool what's going on in the sports crew world. But yeah, with that, thank you all for listening to another episode of Jordan Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.